With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, let me ask you this. Are you looking for new ways to get your cardio in between a busy schedule? Now, if you think cycling classes do not make you work up a sweat, you have not tried Peloton. Why do you think Men's Health calls the Peloton bike the best cardio machine on the planet? I'll tell you why. Because it is. I know. I have one. I absolutely love it. Not only do I love my Peloton, I bought my Peloton years before Peloton came to this podcast. That's how strongly I feel about the Peloton. And in the meantime, that bike has paid for itself. Trust me on this. The Peloton bike is going to make you rethink the way you look at cycling classes. It's an immersive, empowering, heart-pounding cardio experience that you have to try to believe. And you can stay motivated, compete with yourself and everybody else on the live class leaderboard with real-time performance metrics. Track your calories, your resistance, your cadence, your output, and your heart rate. Now is the time to do it because Peloton is offering a limited-time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike. Get an amazing cardio workout from your home. Go to OnePeloton.com. Use the promo code ROAM. Again, I've got a Peloton bike. I absolutely love this machine. Go to OnePeloton.com. Use the promo code ROAM and get started right now. Who you got, Cruz or Biebs? Cruz seems like he might be in better mental and physical shape, but Bieber's got that unbelievable self-belief. I almost feel like it's a wrestler versus striker. Age on the side of Bieber, self-belief is about equal. It could be a dogfight, man. Whoever lands their big punch or gets their big takedown. What's cracking? Welcome to episode number 85 of the Jim Rome Podcast, and this ep and this guest or as good as it gets. This man is one of the all-time legends in mixed martial arts. He's got multiple titles over multiple weight classes in multiple organizations, but he's way more than just a gladiator. He's also an actor, a producer, a mentor, a businessman, in fact, a mogul with more than a dozen businesses to his name. He recently became a father, and we're all about that too. He may already be a Hall of Famer, but my man is not done fighting yet. In fact, he's going to make a return to the Octagon on July 15th in his hometown of Sacramento to fight Ricky Simone in a comeback of epic proportions. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only California kid, Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber is guest number 85 for the Jim Rome Podcast, and it gets started right now. Uriah, my man, always good to get caught up with you. Let me ask you, before we get to your comeback and your matchup with Ricky Simone, which I'm going to talk to you about, I want to preface this by saying you're still really involved in your sport with Team Alpha Male, your mentorship with so many young fighters, but how is life outside the cage? What's it been like the last couple of years since you stopped fighting? Oh, my gosh, man. It's been a a whirlwind. It's been so much fun. Uh, The interesting thing is I didn't really change up my regimen, you know, still in the gym every day, like you said, building the next generation, uh, was in, was in a movie, helped produce some stuff, uh, done some real estate deals. And, and, uh, and then the biggest thing is becoming a father, man. It's been amazing. Uh, so much fun. I've got a brand new little baby girl, three months old, Callie rain. And, and, 
just staying fit and staying focused and, and trying to make big things happen. In other words, you're doing you. Now, Callie Rain, what – I mean, it's it's so early and it's so soon. What is she like and what's that been like, fatherhood? Dude, it's so crazy, man. I, I expected to, uh, you know, be willing to put in the hard work to be a great father, et cetera, but I didn't realize it was going to be so easy, man. I just – it's a different kind of love and, and different kind of dedication and motivation, and, and she's the best, like, sleeps through the night uh i mean of course end up having more i might be spoiled but um happy she's been smiling since the get-go and and uh you know it's been a it's been a whole another focus and a whole another animal having a someone that i'm super in charge of and is half me you know good for you man she sounds like pops already now of course you know this if it's that easy and maybe it is that easy and you you kind of roll with everything anyway but if it's that easy you're going to want to get right back at it again the second one might not be that easy bro i'm just telling you yeah no that's what i've heard man i said uh you know easy babies it doesn't necessarily mean they're all going to be like that so i may be getting spoiled but uh, I am going to want to get back in the mix, and, and I'm, I'm ready for some hard work. You know me. I'm not, I'm not scared of a little, little uh, getting, getting dirty and, and getting pooped on and all that good stuff. <laughs> no, never, man. You're not afraid of that. So listen, you, you have your hand in a number of things, and you've taken on all sorts of projects. You're busy. You have purpose. But given everything, and put aside being a father, given everything else you're doing right now, is there anything that gives you the juice that fighting gives? And what's it like when you suddenly no longer have it? Um, you know, I wouldn't say there is anything that can quite, quite match up. And I've done a couple of high-level grappling matches against world champions and, and uh, had some, some great competitions. But whenever I get into training mode, even for a grappling match, I get right into fight mode. And, uh, you know, being a guy that stepped away, you get to see why guys are having success and why they're not. And, and uh, staying within the gym, you know, my first my morning regimen from 7.45 to 11:30 is dedicated to uh, mixed martial arts and the team, and then I spend the rest of my day grinding on other things and have a couple of late night workouts and stuff like that. But um, you know, there is really isn't anything like it. Uh, it's it's something that I definitely love and, and haven't like changed the lifestyle per se. The only difference has been uh, really dialing in and getting in that fight mentality where it takes over everything, and then actually having a fight. You know, it's 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 a it's a different mindset. It's exciting. It's something I've done many times before. Forty four professional fights, the highest level. So um, I'm excited to get get back in there, man. And and uh, and haven't haven't really skipped a beat. Of course, you're a little bit older. You got to take those things into consideration when you're training, but. The skill set's there, the heart's there, the mentality's there. Now, the thing also that's there is you always want to challenge yourself, you personally, and you always like to do something around your birthday. Is this comeback yeah. in part, dude? Is this any part about some sort of life hack? I mean, you just did turn 40. Uh, you know, for me, it's like a life hack, absolutely. Where I'm, where I'm um, First off, I want to lead by example to my guys. I, I, I want to uh, go along some of the greats, like a Randy Couture and... and Boss Root and, and, and uh, Merlo Bustamante, Anderson Silva, Dan Henderson, the list goes on that, that have been able because they're strong-minded and, and keep their bodies in great shape and their skill set high, being able to compete at any level. Um, but, you know, I have, I have tend to do, do things around my birthday. and This is definitely a little gift to myself. Paid, uh, paid mental test, paid physical test. I'm all for that. There's, there's money at stake, but more than that is, is exhilaration of competing and, and uh, getting to do what I love. 
All right, it's a really interesting point. So, like, in that sense, is the fight a one-off, a birthday present, or are you in this thing to get the strap? You know, I have no other... Uh, I have no other choice but to be looking at myself as one of the best. You know, every every time I go in there, it's, it's to prove that I'm the best. And so it is a one-off uh, opportunity, but it's not necessarily a one-off uh, journey. So... Uh, I, I decided, and I've been thinking about this for a while. I always stayed within the USADA drug pooling, just to make sure that I uh, had the ability to jump at the at the drop of a hat if I needed to. But this was something that I knew was coming. I wanted to get some things out of the way, you know, the baby, of course, and getting myself established outside before I had done anything. But I needed that little edge to push me over. And I think the birthday, a fight in my hometown, um, the the current lay of the land at the, at the, at the weight class and, and the new opportunities that are coming into our sport with the ESPN partnerships and, and the way everything is growing with William Morris Endeavor. Um, it's just an exciting time to be involved. And if you wait too long, there's no, there's no coming out of, uh, out of retirement. Now, now is the time. And, uh, otherwise, the boat's going to pass you. That makes sense to me. you got to go right now. now you know, it's really interesting that you mentioned edge, like you're looking for your edge, and this is how you get your edge. And at the same time, you mentioned USADA. You know, you're right. It's really curious to me. Like, I don't know. You you have always been about clean living and doing it the right way, but athletes at the highest level are always looking to get some sort of edge. You just mentioned you're looking for an edge a different way. Were you ever, ever, ever tempted to dabble in any of that and maybe try to get an edge doing it another way if you see me working? You know what, man? It makes me sick to my stomach that I think these guys, I think about these guys that are cheating the system. And I've had friends that have done it, um, you know, and, and gotten caught. And, and, you know, no one would ever tell me about it when they're, when they're doing it because they understand about my upbringing, my moral code and, and everything that goes along with it. When you're cheating like that, first one thing needs to happen. You have to make a decision that you're going to cheat everyone else you're going against. Two, you have to have an internal uh, belief or at least an inkling that you don't have enough as a, as a human being, that you need more, um, which is it's kind of a wimpy thing, to be honest. Uh, and then you have to be willing to just say, okay, I'm going to lie to everyone. I'm going to cheat the people I'm going against. I could possibly be putting people in physical harm. And, uh, and on top of that, just, uh, just stealing, you know, you're stealing other people's opportunities. I've, I've got a guy, Cody Garbrandt, who, who, you know, went up against TJ Dillashaw and Cody, unbeknownst to me, had already had an inkling because of conversations they had had, et cetera, that TJ was doing some, some things shady and, and finally was, was caught doing it. And, and uh, but there's millions of dollars and, and fame and fortune and, and reputations on the line and people building off of you and and so there's a lot of ups for it. But at the end of the day, some guys are you know they don't care about what people think or they they're willing to go in as as politicians and smooth things over. But for me, I take a lot of pride in hard work, strong mentality, and and, and a great technique. You know, there's so much in that answer, and I really appreciate that. I respect that so much. You know, it's one thing to do it in baseball, for instance, right? You know, or bigger, stronger, faster. But in a combat sport, what do you think about using PEDs in a combat sport where literally every time you go in there, there should be that fundamental respect. You're taking your life into your own hands every time you get in that cage. And if somebody's doing it and the other guy's not, what's that tell you? Yeah, and that's happening. Guys are doing it and other guys aren't. They're becoming scientists and the best way to cheat the system. And um, you see it. Right. you know, guys like Lance Armstrong, 
there was so much at stake and so many people know when he finally got busted. So he had to kind of fess up, like tell his whole process and everything else. But um, on a smaller level, you don't get an inside look at how people are cheating the system, et cetera. And it is dangerous. I, I'm curious in a court of law um, how that would hold up. If somebody's caught caught cheating like this and they were to injure somebody or they're going to take away millions of dollars and opportunities, like, is there is there a case to to prosecute and and punish? I mean, it's it's a dangerous thing. This is like uh, putting a knife at the at the at the front of a car and then and then ramming somebody. You know, it's it's it's, it's a different animal. So um, that, I think there should be bigger consequences. Um, at the end of the day, some of these guys get caught. They take a year and a half, two years off. They they find the next way to cheat, or they they take it as a paid vacation, or whatever the heck the deal is. Um, there needs to be better consequences, and, and it's 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 hard for me um, to really think about this without getting a little a little uh, a little fired up because I'm a guy at 40 years old that that knows how to compete and knows what the body can do, and, and when guys decide that they're going to take Mother Nature and um, luck of the draw and hard work out of out of the hands of of the real world, it's, it's not fair. You know, you're exactly right, and it all comes down to that decision. Guys decide. You know, guys know that they are putting themselves at risk professionally or physically or they could cost themselves opportunities, and some guys will do it and some guys won't. In terms of the punishment, like Dillashaw, he's looking at a two-year suspension. In your mind, you're right, does that punishment fit that crime, or would you want to see something more severe? I mean, absolutely not. Uh, I mean, for for guys that are playing a game of, hey, I'll get caught, this is the cost, this is the cost, this is the, uh, the loss, you know, whatever. I mean, the, the, the cost and benefit far outweighs having to have surgery and, and, and getting to have surgery and hang out with your kid for two years. Meanwhile, you've stacked all your money and, and made your name, et cetera, um, unfairly. So I don't think it, it, the punishment fits the crime, but at the end of the day, um, I don't get to make the decisions, and this is a business, it's an entertainment business, and uh, I don't care what, what people say, uh, people want to be entertained and, and people want to make money, so they'll help brush things under the table and make sure that people are eligible. But the, the truth is, uh, you don't get to pass on whatever you're cheating with to your kids. You don't get to keep the glory of, of, your, of your wins and losses once you've, uh, you know, when you, once you've been done dirty like by, by getting exposed. But um, in the big picture, people don't care about that, care about money, care about fame. Right. Again, I appreciate your thoughts on all that. One last thought. Like in the case of Dillashaw, do you think now that he's been popped, he's going to stop? Or do you think he's just going to keep right on using when he comes back? Yeah, there's no way. I mean, look, I know TJ better than 99% of the people out there because I've had him live in my home. I've had him uh, turn to me as mentorship. Um, I've, I've, get to, I've, I've got to hear his gripes about the natural gifts that he doesn't have and and unbeknownst to me, him take things in his own hands. But he didn't get, you know, how many times has somebody uh, driven drunk before they get a DUI? <laughs> you know, it's something like 200 times or something like that from the statistics I've seen. And so um, something messed up in his process. That's what happened. He got caught. When, when he was training with us, he, he would have trouble making 143 pounds, staying at 143 pounds. And uh, I got to watch his body change over time and, you know, I don't, I don't pay attention to other people. I as as close as I should because I'm 
I'm doing my own thing, but, um, I mean, I love to see him come in at 143 pounds as a hardworking young kid and, and, and be that way. But I, I gotta, I gotta believe you're going to try to find another way. Hmm. These guys do, man. As always, the guys who are doing it are always one step ahead of the guys. They're trying to run them down because, as you point out, it's that risk-reward thing. It's business, man. It's business, yeah. and they'll always do it. Now, back to July 13th in Sacramento, you're going up against Ricky Simone. Now, you haven't fought since December of 2016, but as you point out, you've never left the gym. You still, you've always right. been there doing the work. How are you feeling physically and mentally as you get closer? Man, I feel really good. The, the most surprising thing is how easy the weight came off, and not just uh, – I, I mean, I always eat healthy. I was just raised like that. But, um, you know, just hitting the mental switch of, of having to get my weight down, I thought it was going to be a lot more difficult because I've been as high as 168 pounds chubby. I mean, that's, that was uh, after a three-day – three days of not working out and a couple flights overseas. But, um, you know – I was walking around about 63, 64. Today I hit 149 and a half, and I feel amazing. Um, you know, I've got a tough task in front of me. These these are young kids that are that are hungry, looking to make a name, and, and they're not giving me a slouch. This kid's you know 15 and one, and he's a he's a killer, uh, and I like that. You know, I there were some some talks of me fighting at 145 pounds, uh, which is a weight up against some other names, but this is the one that worked out, and I'm, I'm excited for a test. I'm excited to to live and uh, to put my best foot forward and, and go out there and have my best performance. And, and I know that my best performance will get a win. Yeah, man, this is a test to be sure it's a test. What concerns you the most about Simone? You know, looking at Simone, I, I feel like his biggest strength is his mentality. And, and there's, you know, the championship mentality and the championship grind. Uh, not everybody has it. So I, I, I can't be counting on him slipping up and getting fatigued. Uh, it's, I'm going to have to be better than him. I'm going to have to be better than him in, in all the aspects, which uh, I've had more time to get, get that skill set prepared. Uh, actually, Simone came out uh, maybe five years ago when he was still up and coming and, and, uh, and enrolled a bit with our team. I kind of remember that, but, um, you know, this is a young, hungry kid, and, and so I have to be one step ahead, and I can't count on him being unprepared he's going to be prepared absolutely i'm going to have to be prepared and we're going to have a 15 minute war you're right i gotta ask you yeah i'm fascinated by what you said about the three days overseas without working out in the weight gain hey man you can explain this because you've lived your entire life like this you get to be a certain age right you hit 40 i'm way ahead of you man it comes on so easily and it is so hard to get off like on a three-day flight overseas or three days overseas when you don't work out and you can't eat the way you normally eat how much weight will you gain you know, it's it's funny. Even even when I was in my prime, you're looking at between seven, like seven and ten pound swings throughout the day uh, when you're training hard. When you're not, when you're not uh, in training camp, um, it depends on the highs and lows. So if I'm if I'm coming off of a, a hard workout day, then I go and have three days of of travel, a flight here, a layover, and another flight. I mean, I could put on uh, you know, eight pounds and maybe three pounds over what I would normally normally be. So I, I mean, one sixty seven, one sixty eight. That is like a very bloated, uh, you know, big me. But 
even at that weight, I could roll for two hours straight in jiu-jitsu with, with, with a Cody Garbrandt or anyone in the gym. And, and because of my technique and my regimen and, and just being healthy still, uh, have zero problems with it. So, um, I, I mean, literally 163, 164 is what I top off after dinner. And, and now I'm hitting, you know, I'm about 64 after dinner. So I'm, I'm a solid 10 pounds down and hitting 149 and a half. That's, that's amazing for me at, uh, at five weeks. Oh, dude, you got to feel great. You must feel amazing at 49. Oh, I do. <laughs> Let's have a serious conversation for a minute. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, grief, self-esteem, and more. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential, and it's so convenient. You can get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. And best of all, it is a truly affordable option, and my listeners get 10% off the first month by going to betterhelp.com slash So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash simply fill out a questionnaire, and then get matched up with a counselor that you'll love. Once again, go to betterhelp.com slash that's betterhelp.com slash Rome. You mentioned Cody. So Cody is mired in a three-fight losing streak. When you watch him fight right now, what do you see, and why has he struggled so much of late? For me, when I look at Cody, and, and Cody is someone I have a lot of love for, he had a lot of stuff hit him at one time. He went from a, a hungry young kid uh, that had to win to put food on the table and make his name to – you know, building this skill set coming out and, and winning a world championship against one of the best guys out there, Dominic Cruz, and and then everyone and their mom coming and pulling at him, you know, finding the, the woman he fell in love with and, and, and tracking her down, starting a family, getting married, having money thrown at him and getting pulled for media obligations and everything else. And on top of that, he's, he's starting to experience some injuries. So a lot of factors go into that. If you look at Cody as a, as a person, He's such a good person, you know, despite how he comes off sometimes as being a rough and tumble guy that speaks his mind. And he's a guy that always believes in himself. But, you know, injury and distractions and things like that can sometimes sideline a person from being the best they can be. And I feel like Cody's best him is, is, is in the future and it's, and it's happening right now. And it's taken a little fall off, even at the hands of somebody that, you know, is a proven cheat to, uh, to get him to a point where he needs to say, okay, I need to get back on the grind. I need to make a decision of what I want in this world. He's got a beautiful son and an awesome wife and a great life he's built for himself. And now it's back on the mix and back on the grind. So even against uh, Pedro Munoz, Cody was doing so well, and then he gets that flash of, of, of fire that puts himself in harm's way. And he doesn't have to do that. He's so good. So it's just getting to a point, he's learned his hard lessons, getting to a point where he's on his sharpest of skill, his body's the healthiest it can be, and he knows that he has to maintain that, that fight IQ and the, and the, 
and the smart fight that he knows he can, like he did against Dominic Cruz, and I think that's going to happen for him. You know, it happens to a lot of athletes, right? When you, if you've never really had much of anything, and then all of a sudden you have everything, and it's all coming at you, of course that's going to be hard to manage. And then on top of that, you're right, there's a speculation that he might be looking to leave Team Alpha Male. You would know better than anybody. Where does that stand right now? Are you guys on the same page? Uh, t- t- uh, Cody's in here every time, and, and if he wanted to go leave somewhere, he'd, he'd absolutely... Uh, be welcome to do so. Uh, I don't think that's the case from what he's told me and from what other people are saying. There's a lot of these clickbait sites out there that uh, <laughs> that are always trying to drum up attention and, and find stuff. And, and, you know, as you have a team for so long, you get in the limelight, people are always looking for any little inkling to start drama. Uh, Cody is is part of this team. He's training his butt off. He, he loves being in here. Um, we always encourage our guys to cross train. We've got a great relationship with CSA right down the road with some amazing kickboxers and, and Kirian, who's a, who's a great coach that helps out. We've got people that come in from all over. Whenever someone's out of town, we have, we have them go train somewhere else. We go to uh, uh, Kings MMA out in, in L.A. and um, Hobson Mora and uh, or Charles Cobrina out in L.A. We have, we have a lot of different alliances and stuff, so um, I don't really care about about that. I mean, I love, I love having guys that are here that, that are with us and Cody has been a big part of the team, but, um, you know, just want to get these guys fighting at their best. And, and, uh, they have the ability to do that here. As long as the belief is there, believing in yourself and believing in the system is, is paramount. You know, you've worked with so many young fighters and I know you want to mentor guys if, and I'll leave the topic after this, if he wanted to leave, would you try to talk him out of it or would he have your blessing? I would not try to talk him out of it. I mean, I, and, and, and to be honest, we've had lots of guys leave. Uh, you know, Joseph Benavides is a great friend of our team and was with us from the beginning of his career. He's left uh, Lance Palmer. He's the current PFL champ. He's spent a lot of years with us, and he's out back home, moved back to uh, to Ohio. Um, life happens, man. And, and, and in college wrestling, you have uh, – in high school wrestling, you have four years. And then you're off, and that's your team for four years. And then in college wrestling, you have four or five years, and then you're off, and then new teams come in. So um, if guys ever want to make a decision to go somewhere else, all all good. And, and the, the media likes to make drama out of things um, and, and ask the questions and get the, the tables, you know, twisted on, 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 on what's what and everything else. And I think that's great because it, it makes for storylines. But at the end of the day, we've got a great program here. We've got great coaches. Cody's been a massive part of the team, and we love having his energy and his, his excitement with us. And um, you know, I can I know some people that have left that probably no one knows about that have friends in the media that try to drum up this and drum up that and start drama. But at the end of the day, it's all about hard work and self belief, and, and and they can get that here at the team. And we love to to have guys that are that are with us. Right. Now, this past weekend, no sooner than Henry Cejudo finished off Marlon Marias, he started calling guys out. You were one of the first names he mentioned after that big win on Saturday. What did you think of his performance, and then what was your response to him calling you out? First off, I've been a huge fan of Henry. I mean, they call him the cringe because of the goofy stuff he does, but you can't deny that he's got a mindset that is, is champion to the utmost. Gold medal as young as he did in the Olympics, and then becoming a two-time champion in two different weight classes, two of the toughest weight classes is incredible. And you saw that champion mindset take over, and, and Marais is a guy that's a champion as well. Um, so to see him getting outclassed in the first round and hit a mental switch to, to turn around and break a guy like Marais speaks volumes, 
and uh, you know things come up to matchups. I, I've never been broken in a fight. Uh, uh, you know, he's a uh, he's a wrestler first, but has really good stand up as, as he's shown as of late, and, and the iron jaw and, and a great mindset. But um, you know, a matchup with him and Cody is is super exciting. I would love to do a matchup. There's nothing in the world that excites me more than fighting somebody that could possibly possibly be one of the best of all time in combat sports. I mean, how exciting is that for somebody who, who's got their own goal to be that? Um, and then Dominic Cruz, you, you can never count that guy out. He's, he's a, a champion of champions as well. So I, I liked his call outs and, and, and I would, I would love to see a fight with myself or Cody or Dominic Cruz for, for Henry. They all look great. They would all be great. And I can appreciate what you're saying about him having that championship mindset. Another guy who had the championship mindset. When I came to Sacramento and you and I came together, we had a great conversation in part about Conor McGregor. Certainly he had the championship mindset. You know, Dana White's been saying something uh, about Conor that's really interesting. He said you're less likely to want to get up in the morning and get punched in the face when you've got $100 million in the bank. Is there something to that? And do you think that McGregor still has that same championship mindset, that fire, that edge that made him so great in the first place, given all that he's accomplished? You know, absolutely he does. I mean, you don't, I mean, sure, it could soften you for a little bit, get you distracted. Um, everyone and their mom, you may have a new group of friends that surround you and, and you get pulled in this direction, that direction. But what I know of Connor, um, he's a, actually a really grounded person. I, I've, I've got a lot of respect for him, the way he. Um, his commitment to his family and his friends and, and his country. Uh, and I always mess with him saying he was leaving Ireland and, and you know, tested that a little bit. But uh, the, the reason why people are fighters, and, and you could talk about Mike Tyson or, um, you know, Roy Jones Jr. Or, or, you know, some of the greats throughout, throughout time is not because of the money. You don't spend massive amounts of your time and energy as a young kid or an up-and-comer barely eating uh you know quality food and 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 having to bunk up for rent and and all this other stuff because this big dream of money i mean it might be part of the equation some people are motivated by different things but at the end of the day there's still a part of, of connor i believe that wants to prove that he's a bad mofo and and i think you mess with that a little bit that's where you get the best connor but it is hard. I mean, stepping away from a grind, stepping away from from something that is very difficult and having a taste of the good life can can make it difficult to go back, but it's not impossible and, and you just have to find that inner fire and I think I think he can do it. Now, has his skill set always been uh, where it needs to be? I think he was constantly growing as a fighter and he needs to continue to grow. Chad Mendes was 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 stomping him, but he, he, he showed the heart and the tenacity and was able to find an opening. When, when Chad got tired, but he definitely had a hole in his ground game. And we saw that against uh, um, Khabib also. And I felt like he made some improvements, but not enough improvements. So there's still matchups and there's luck of the draw, some lucky wins, some lucky, some unlucky losses. But uh, I think there's still fire in there for, for, for Connor. He just has to find it. And we saw Nate Diaz too. And we saw what happened there. Now, you're right. As you mentioned, you've made some movies and you've produced. You're in that side of the business, too. You're an actor. You can speak to this. And I'm a little bit off the board on it. But yesterday on Twitter, Justin Bieber randomly challenged Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon and asked somebody to make that happen. Connor jumped in and said that he would. Here's the quick tale of the tape. Biebs is 25, five foot nine, somewhere around a buck fifty. Cruz is 56, five seven, maybe 170. I mean, if this thing could ever happen in an MMA fight inside the octagon, who you got, Cruz or Biebs? 
Oh, man. You know, here, here's one thing. 2011, uh, Justin Bieber was cage side when, when Dominic Cruz and I fought, and so he's obviously been taken in the, the fight game. I've also seen him work with Floyd a little bit, and he's got some decent little jabs and whatnot. People forget Cruz was an actual wrestler, meaning he compete, competed probably for years and had maybe 100 or, depending on how young he started, hundreds of combat you know, experience in wrestling, which is the most difficult discipline in the sport and, and maybe the best cornerstone for the sport. So um, Cruz seems like he might be in better mental and physical shape, in my opinion, but, but Bieber's got that unbelievable self-belief. I almost feel like it's a, it's a uh, wrestler versus striker and age and self-belief. Uh, age on the side of Bieber, self-belief is about equal. Um, it could be a dogfight, man. Whoever lands their, uh, their big punch or gets their big takedown. Dude, you are the best. That was perfect. Listen, before you go, you've been tight with the Sacramento Kings for a long time. I know you've worked out a lot of their guys. DeMarcus Cousins was one of the guys who came through. How did Boogie do with the training? Man, it's funny because Boogie was the biggest guy in the room, but by far the most coordinated out of all those guys. Right. And I was telling him afterwards, I said, look, Boogie, you can lay hands. Have confidence when you go in there. You can lay hands on a dude if you need to. He was fluid, and he, and he got the body mechanics, and he was fast for a big guy. I mean, there's a reason, obviously, that he stands out in the league, and it's, it's, it's hard work, sure, but he's got some gifts, so uh, he did great. You're right. It's so hard, right? I mean, guys guys love your sport. Guys love watching your sport. It is hard, man. It's really hard. He's, have you seen how it humbles guys? Even like the best athletes in other sports, when they try or they go to the mat, how challenging it is for them. What's their reaction generally? Yeah, it's, it, it really is. I mean, you get a sense of awareness, and it's, it's, uh, you, you get it from big guys when they want to consider going on people that are a little bit smaller. And then it, it can be a real eye-opener when you realize, okay, one person's trained their whole life in one thing to combat things specifically. And it's not about getting punched in the fight. It's about getting punched at the right time in the right spot with the right part, part of your body. And that's the same with submissions and ground and pound and everything else. There's, there's a lot to be covered, uh, to be able to compete and you can, you know, mitigate a ton of damage just knowing what you're doing. And it always opens guys eyes. But, uh, there are some guys like a, like a Shaquille O'Neal that has some X factor that could be a, a little dangerous in there. So um, it's funny I, that, you, that you mentioned this stuff because I'm actually working with Roy Jones Jr. on a, uh, on a, on a venture where we're doing these celebrity type of situations on top of some grappling and some boxing and things like that. And they're doing a, a fight with Supreme Patty that, that uh, is an Internet guy who squeezes lemons in his eyes and it does all sorts of wild stuff. And he's, he's having a boxing match in Pensacola, Florida on, on uh, June 15th. And so I'm going to watch that. We're going to be doing more of those things. So if you ever want, if you got someone you want to beat up, brother, I've seen you get into it on occasion. You let <laughs> me know. I find you a good. And we're going to do. We're going to tier this thing. So there's different levels of, of involvement. But if there's someone you really want to get your hands on, and we'll, we'll we'll try to make sure it's a good matchup. You let me know. No, dude, you're the California kid, and I'm the California old man. I I pick my spots now. <laughs> I don't have that same fire. Yeah, I mean, I still want it, but. I think I'd rather squeeze a lemon in my eyes. Listen, I've done it before, and I've shared this. Dude, it's hard. Man, it's hard. I remember I was working out with a guy, super good guy that you might know, James Lightning Wilkes in Orange County. Oh, yeah. And I went to his gym for a while, and then we'd get down the mat. I'm like, bro, i got to be honest with you. I'm just not feeling this. I'm not feeling this. I really don't want to be rolling around with you on the mat. 
And he looked at me and goes, let me tell you something, man. If it goes to this ground in the street, you are dead. Get comfortable on the mat. So I yeah. took it. I, I listened to that. Uriah, I took it all in, and I did what anybody in my position would do. I quit. So no, man, I'm not. I, I think I'd rather. I think I'd rather get some lemon squeezed into my eye. <laughs> hey, hey, much respect. Just being real. How it is, bro. That's why people love you. Man, it's hard. Listen, really quick. I so appreciate your time. Before you go, when you we've talked about how you came up, we've talked about the way you eat, we've talked about your regimentation. A lot of this starts where it all started. And as amazing as your life has been and everything you've accomplished, I'm sorry, bro. I. I am still more blown away, and you and I have covered this, by the fact that you can claim Isla Vista as your hometown. Not yeah, Sacktown, which I know you love. Dude, <laughs> can you, I mean, you're right. You have to understand, this is not just a college town. This is like one square mile of land. I lived there for four years. I don't remember seeing any adults, any families, any professors. How did your parents end up in Isla Vista? Did they go to UCSB? Yeah, I'll tell you what. First off, my parents are unique cats, so so we're always thinking outside the box. Uh, I was raised, you know, in that holistic world of, of good health and nutrition, and they're just kids following their heart. What funner place, and you know this, uh, Isla Vista is the ghetto by the sea. You know, I'm sure you you, you tipped a glass of beer there uh, once or twice, but, uh, you know, they were just doing what they loved, and they decided to have a home birth. And I'm probably one of the only people born in Isla Vista, although I'm sure there's been many, many, many conceived in Isla Vista. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, you, and by the way, not only were you born in Isla Vista, I'm getting all hyped up now. You were fucking born on Sueño Road, which is yeah, amazing. Buddy. You're right. The only thing better than that would be if you were born on Del Playa or even Sabado Tarde. What? Trigo didn't want any of that? People have no uh, idea how amazing this is. Yeah, it's amazing, bro. I mean, I, I love, and I, it's funny because I went to to IV for my twenty first birthday. Oh, and, uh, dude, tell me. Oh, that's so amazing. Uh, Where'd you guys do? So I went to I went to a wild party, and then I would come back, and, and uh, my my buddy had been. Uh, we lost him for a couple hours. We got pretty hammered, and uh, IV, and he had white pants on, and he had been dry humping this big girl, and had blood all over. His like from his ankle to his hip on his white pants, and we asked him where he was going. He was trying to like cover up. We're asking him to rip that girl, and then he said no. And then we see this streak of blood from his hip to his ankle, and then the things progressed. These guys end up shoving me in a cart after I had a couple too many drinks, and doorbell dripping me, dropping me on a uh, on a uh, on a house in a shopping cart uh, on my 21st birthday. And this this family comes up opens the door, or uh, uh, a young guy and his wife open the door and say, hey, whoever's out there, can you please come get your friend? <laughs> it was pretty wild. So I was born I was born out of this, and I had my 21st birthday in uh, out of this. And it was an uh, equal amount of drama in both. Dude, I think that's absolutely amazing that you went back there for your 21st birthday. Just know this, and I, I mean this respectfully. That might have been your 21st birthday. For the rest of us, that was just Tuesday night in Isla Vista, all right? <laughs> that's not out of the ordinary at all. Dude, one day, that's one awesome. day... I would love to meet your folks. That That is such an amazing story. In the meantime, it all starts once again, July 13th in Sacramento. Uriah, I've always appreciated you. So great to get caught up. Thanks for everything you've done for this show and now for this podcast. Man, have a great few weeks, and I can't wait to see how that goes. You got it, brother. And uh, I've got a podcast. I'm just about to hit mine up, the CaliCast. We just started going. It's, it's, it's uh, talking a lot about business and fighting and sport. I'd love to get you on and pick your brain and see how you've uh, – 
conquered the world of, of uh, entertainment and broadcast and everything under the sun. Uh, we can set that up sometime. I'm in. I'm in. 100% I'm in. Let's do that. I would love to do that, and I appreciate the invite. You got it. You got it, brother. Are you doing a repair that needs a special tool? O'Reilly Auto Parts makes it easy with our loaner tool program. Over 80 specialized loaner tools are available, and we are sure to have a tool in stock to help you get that job done. Purchase the needed parts, put down a deposit on the loaner tool, return that tool in its original condition, and then receive a full refund. It is a great program. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. O'Reilly Auto Parts. My man. IV and Sacktown's finest right there. Absolutely love that conversation with Uriah Faber. I cannot wait to see his comeback fight in Sacramento. Now make sure you get subscribed while you're up in here. More and more clones are resetting this podcast on the daily radio program. It's become something you do not want to miss because conversations and memorable moments are happening right here and then jumping over to the jungle. Make sure you get subscribed. Leave a review if you don't mind. You will not regret it. It is the easiest and best thing that you will do all day long and i appreciate it so much and we're back next week with the 86th episode on tuesday then look for the smack off on friday the 21st i will catch you all then i'm out